Hey, beautiful people. I hope you're doing so well. And welcome to True Fulfillment Podcast. I'm your host, Daisy Cross, transformational life coach, professional hypnotist, and a teacher of Kundalini Yoga and meditation. And I'm so excited to get this podcast in your ears because I was able to have a beautiful and empowering and an inspiring conversation with my beautiful brother, Jack Cross. Jack is an entrepreneur, an international speaker, transformational mindset expert, and professional hypnotist. He is the CEO of Jack Inspires. Jack is also known for his inspirational energy and his unique ability to touch the hearts of his audience with his empowering message and authentic life stories. Jack engages audiences internationally, speaking about his passion for living life to the fullest. Jack teaches people how to become extraordinary in all areas of life and eliminates their mental and emotional blocks that stop them from achieving true freedom in their lives. Jack has over 10 years of experience in personal coaching and transformation. He also runs events, workshops, courses, retreats, online and all around the world. I'm so excited for you to listen to this podcast and to tune into this amazing conversation that I had with my beautiful brother, Jack Cross. Jack, it's such an honor to have you here. Thank you so much for taking up this opportunity and just to be a part of my podcast, True Fulfillment. Thanks, Daisy. Always a pleasure to be with you, my sister as well. What a pleasure. I'm so excited to be here sharing and learning from you and connecting with your audience. Yes, of course, the pleasure is all mine. So let's get straight into it. Jack, I love talking about morning routines and morning rituals. So I'd love to open up this conversation and I'd love for you to share with us what your morning routine has been like so far. How do you set yourself up for the day? I know it's in the afternoon for you right now. Take us into the life of Jack's morning routine. Absolutely. Um, great question, by the way. I love uh, sharing my morning rituals with people. It's one of the big things that I love teaching on, actually. Uh, I think that it's so important to create the right frame and right mindset in the morning um, just because of the way that we're wired. If we don't choose our thoughts and our emotions in the morning, then that reptilian part of our brain just takes over and you know looks for what can go wrong, focuses on the fear in our environment and sets us up for you know really like not the direction that we want to go with in life and in our day. So for me, the morning's a key daisy and I really emphasize making sure that I get a quality morning in. Um, I do something that helps me to really access and activate the right neurotransmitters to really put my brain in the right state for the morning. And um, the way I do that is by first getting up in the morning, usually around 5 a.m. As soon as the alarm goes off, I jump and have a cold shower and I do that just to, re I like just to wake my body up in the morning and reset my nervous system. And I know that if I don't get out of bed in the morning, then I'm gonna like sleep in. So getting up as soon as my alarm goes off is like a really positive thing for me to start the day with. And then from there, I will take a seat on my pillow and get into my um, self-hypnosis and visualization process. Mm -hmm. So I usually um, sit down on my pillow daisy for anywhere from 10 to 10 minutes to 30 minutes, mm -hmm. usually, usually a little bit longer. I just love taking that time. I just really quiet my mind, calm my thoughts. I do some breath work practice just to wake up, wake up my brain. And then from there, I jump into some visualization. So I usually say my affirmations first focusing on what I'm grateful for 
And I really like to do that to start thinking about the things in my life that I have, that, um, that I have in my life. And that just really starts to open up my heart. I notice that I just feel more joyful and more content and more peaceful and more present. And then from there, from that state, I start doing a um, like sort of like a visualization exercise that cleanses my body. So I access, I access nice. those feelings of gratitude and then I visualize a, a color, a color, an energy ball of color, and I wash it over my body and um, just focus on imagining like it, um, like removing any like heaviness or lethargy from my body. And I focus on that positive qualities that I have in my life, the positive aspects of my life. And then I choose a memory. I go and access a memory from my past that helps me to re-elicit an emotional state that I really want to live in for the day. And one of my favorite things to um, access is actually a feeling of excitement, a feeling of excitement and enthusiasm for life. So I've got some really powerful memories that I go back and access. And this is a really big deal too, Daisy, because what I started learning was is that so many of us focus on traumatic experience or painful experiences from the past, and we just relive those every day. We relive those and we live in like worry and fear and anxiety and stress and like the effect that have on our nervous system, the, the emotional um, response that has on our body is just so like so toxic and so acidic. So if I access those feelings of excitement, of enthusiasm, of our moments in my life where I was on fire, I can feel this rush of energy just starting to like starting to move through my body. And so I'll bring that up as much as possible, getting as tactile as possible, getting as visual and kinesthetic and auditory of the experience until I can really feel that emotional state. And then from there, I will start visualizing three goals that I want to achieve in my life and start imagining myself in that state, walking through the day, connecting with people, walking through the day, um, like having conversations, walking through the day, um, doing my um, sessions and doing my programs and doing my speaking events from that space. And it just really sets me up for a great morning. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. Um, that was so specific. And as you were just, as you were, as, as you were just saying that, I was just feeling, feeling it all. And I was just taking it all in, imagining this beautiful ball going down my head and cleansing my energy body. And, oh, I love that. So, so Jack, after you do that, do you then go for a run? Do you have a beautiful breakfast? What, what, what happens after that? Yes, I get outside, I get outside, I move my body. So after I've accessed my mind, I get outside and move my body, Daisy, and I go out and I go for a walk around the park and I intentionally connect with people. I intentionally connect with people. And I've got this like awesome loop that I do around the park. So I'll say some um, affirmations to myself. And I know when I'm on, man, I know when I'm on because I'm, people will be like smiling at me. People will be connecting with me. Um, people will be like, the dogs will be coming up to me. Like I can feel there's an energy, there's a positive energetic shift in me when I do that. And then I'll go for exercise. Sometimes I'll go to the gym. Sometimes I'll practice yoga. Sometimes I'll go for a run. So I've got a couple of different things that I like to do in the morning to really set my day and, um, and, and, and get my body ready, get my mind ready, get my heart ready for a really productive day. Ah, uh, yes. I love all that. And what about your breakfast? What does that look like? Uh -huh. Breakfast for me uh, lately has been coconut water. I've been drinking like drinking like a liter of coconut water. Honestly, I um yeah, I get up and I have coconut water. That's been my breakfast. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I just really want to hydrate in the morning days. Yeah. That's really my main focus, just to really yeah. hydrate and flush my system out, yeah. and um and yeah, like charge my body up as well with um some yeah. good minerals. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that, all that with me. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm the same, Jack, like morning routine and morning ritual is no one messes with my morning routine. <laughs> and I mean, uh, seriously, it just sets me up for the day. It sets my mind up for the day. Um, and I know that in the mornings, we're actually really receptive. And I'm sure you're mm. totally aware, aware of this as well. So we've just come out of the unconscious state, right? We're like midway between the subconscious and the conscious and the conscious mind. So we're really receptive to information. Uh -huh. So in the mornings, it's really important that we're aware of what we're feeding ourselves first thing in the morning, right? So as soon as we, we wake up in the morning and we go straight to the newspaper, straight to our messages, straight, straight to our emails, straight, straight to the news, we're literally downloading the stress and the thought forms from the world straight up first thing in the morning. Yes. And then we wonder why we're depressed by noon, right? Yep. And so it's so important that I know for myself, I know it's so important to set my mind up for the day ahead mm -hmm. that's why meditation is such a game changer for me and it has been just a big part of my morning routine since the past 10 years now and i know for me that when i start my day with presence when i start my day with joy when i start my day with peace as i go forth throughout the day and when i get swayed by life's ebbs and flows when my ass gets kicked it's more, more easy for me to find my center if i've started my day with presence if i've started my day with joy Yes. And we're a lighthouse, right? We're a lighthouse for those around us. We interact with people in a different state. And a question that I get asked a lot by my clients is, all right, well, I want a morning ritual. I want a morning routine, but how do I start one? Right? So Jack, if this question was asked to you, how would you respond? You know, you work with clients yourself. How do you set them up with a morning ritual and morning routine? What tools and techniques can you give? I would, I would, I would respond by creating one, first of all, yeah. getting, cl getting clear on why you want to do it. Mm. Like, why is it important to you? And I think like a lot of people, Daisy, they usually um, make change in their life when there's, when there's so much pain. Mm. Let the, when there's so much pain built up, they're willing to change. Yeah. So the first question I'd be asking someone is why do you want to start a morning routine? Like, why is it important? Because if you haven't got enough emotional desire and emotional reason to do it, then it's going to be very hard to follow through. And at the same time, and at the same time, like repetition is so important. Like repetition is the mother of mastery. Repetition is the mother of skill. So, so we, so right now, whatever you are doing in your life, you do have a morning routine already, mm. whether you are consciously doing it or unconsciously doing it mm. right now, you are consciously competent at whatever you're doing. So if yeah. you just wake up, if you just wake up in the morning and you know, you get on your phone and you're scrolling, that is a morning routine, right? I guarantee everyone out there listening to this podcast right now has a morning ritual, but, but they might not be intentionally doing it. Mm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so, so we all do. And the, the way to create a new habit is just by like writing down exactly the outcome that you want to achieve and then looking at the best practices and procedures out there that are, mm. that are going to allow you to do that, to achieve that. And so there's so many different uh, practices and procedures out there and having a look at someone else and what they're doing and finding out that success leaves clues. So mm -hmm. if there's people out there that are super successful that you're following or you're inspired by, I'd be inquiring about what they're doing and then modeling that. There's a really powerful way of, you know, replicating someone else's results, Daisy, and we just need to model. We don't need to reinvent something brand new. We can add our own flair into it, but 
there's like there's certain practices and procedures and um, protocols out there that people are doing that are successful and they're getting results. And so for me, I would say, write down exactly what you want to do. Um, make it a rhythm. Like our day is created in rhythms. So that morning becomes a rhythm. And the rhythm, the repetition is built from the rhythm, from the rhythm. So the more that we do it, the more we're going to start training ourselves to automatically get up and do it. So if, you hit the, if you're hitting the snooze right now, you're creating a program and you're going to, you, you know, you're more likely to do it tomorrow and the next day and the next day. If you pick up your phone every time you wake up in the morning, then that's a habit. You know what I mean? And so the more you do that, the more you're anchoring it. And we also know that there's a neurological response to, to looking at the phone. For example, we get a dopamine response. So now we're wiring ourselves to want to do that and we're getting an addictive response. The same thing, but could be said for meditation. If I get up in the morning and I access a really positive, beautiful, heart open space because I'm focusing on what I'm grateful for, that creates a neurological response. And so I'm, more, I'm going to reach for that feeling again the next day if I felt good the day before. So we can choose the, um, we can choose the emotional response that, responses that we want to have in our life that are benefiting us by the choices that we make every day. And so, and so the way I'd say it is to probably create like um, three or four steps, three or four simple things that you want to do and want to achieve. Um, for me, for me, having a cold shower is really good days because it wakes me up in the morning. It sort of refreshes and re-energizes me. Um, sitting down and doing meditation and intentionally choosing my thoughts for the day so that I'm controlling my state before someone else is controlling me. Hydrating my body so that, mm. so that I'm hydrated, which is so important to eliminate all the metabolic waste that's built up from the detoxification processes that are happening at nighttime. Mm. And then getting out and exercising and moving my body could be the fourth thing. So that could be a really awesome routine for someone. Mm. One, cold shower. Two, a meditation visualization um, practice on gratitude. Three, um, hydrating the body. And then four, getting out and moving your body. Oh, I love that. Thanks so much for sharing that. I also reinforce the importance of enjoying it as well. Yeah. So, yeah, right. Very like, true. Very yeah. true. So people, you know, there's lots of there's lots of hype out there about a morning routine, a morning ritual and People do it because it's designed that it makes them happy, right? It's it's individually, right. like just what you said, that's individually articulated for you and for your style and what lifts, what lights you up, what what creates joy within you. Yeah. And I feel like it's very important that for someone that wants to design one, well, what 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 lights you up? What makes you want to get out of bed in the morning? Right. So it might not be meditation, it might be journaling, it might be getting present to life itself, getting present to nature itself, going outside and giving thanks to the sun and giving thanks to your body and blessed to be able to experience another day on earth, getting present to the sunrise. Um, a gratitude practice, that's um, a very beautiful way of starting a morning practice. Exactly, um, what inspires you, what inspires yeah. you. And so, and so, you know, like playing with it as well is really important, like testing it. And, the, and, um, and, and I mix mine up all the time. You know, I've got like, I've got like an archive of different emotions that I might want to feel and I get to choose which one I want to feel every day by the memory that I'm accessing. Mm. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So Jack, shifting gears a little bit, reading out your bio first up, it's a very empowering and a very inspiring bio and, and we both know it's taken you time to get to where you are. It's taken you time to, to step into this, this powerful entrepreneurial role and so we both know it hasn't always been like that you haven't always had a morning routine practice or being this this positive man that you are today although it's always been within you so 
So take us into your journey of transformation. We were both brought up here in Mount Isa and then I remember you taking off very early and going traveling and then working on ships and then working on health retreats. Um, so yeah, share share with us your story. You know, it's a very, very beautiful, empowering and inspiring story and especially because of all the array of experiences that you've had in your journey so far. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Absolutely. Thanks for asking that question, Days. Um, and thanks for giving me the opportunity to share it. Because I don't think I don't think I can um, relive it enough times to really remind myself of where I came from and what I went through and the state that I was in when I was younger to where I am now. And it's it's so easy to see someone in the limelight. It's so easy to see someone at the top of their game, but you don't always get the chance to see where they came from or how they got there. And like for me, days. I mean, at 23, I'm 35 now. 12 years ago, I definitely was in a really really tough place in my life. I remember it like yesterday. I remember. I remember waking up every morning and hating the person that I looked at in the mirror. I remember living in a lot of um, a really low, a really low state of self-esteem and not having a lot of self-worth and um, being really um, angry at the world, carrying a lot of frustration in my body, carrying a lot of resentment in my heart. Um, I remember like hating the job that I worked at, really frustrated with my life. I remember being in a really toxic relationship where I was. It was abusive and you know the person I was with was uh, getting drunk every weekend and then coming and knocking on my window at three o'clock in the morning and um, I was uh, completely putting up to it, putting up with it allowing that type of behavior to be acceptable and okay in my life so I was letting a lot of people push me around um, I was really frustrated with my past and um, certain people in my life and I wasn't willing to change but I wasn't willing to change I was I was miserable. I was borderline suicide several times between the ages of 17 to 23. Um, I had no support. I didn't, I didn't feel like I had any support. I felt really alone my whole life. Um, and, but I was, still, I was still complacent. I was still complacent in my, in my, um, in my sadness. Mm. I was living on a diet of shame. Mm. I was living on a diet of depression. I was living on a diet of frustration. And these three emotions were really the, like, really the, the states that I was living in on a daily basis. Mm. I'd live for the weekends to go out and get blind drunk, get unconscious. And, um, and I hated it. I hated it. But I didn't know how to change. Yeah. And I was pointing my finger at everyone else in the world around me. And I still remember the conversation days. I don't know if you remember it, but I still remember when uh, mum picked up the phone that Sunday morning and said, Ken's died. Mm. Ken's died. And I saw it wipe the colour off her face. I saw how much it crippled her. And I remember at that time, really, really, it rocked me, Daisy, like a slap in the face that woke me up, woke me up and really got me to look in the mirror because I was like, oh, my God. He was only 49 years young. And he yeah. just dropped dead at a heart attack like that on a Sunday morning. Yeah. I saw a widow, his wife, his two children. I saw it. I saw how much it shocked mum. And I was so emotionally connected to Uncle Ken. He was that uncle for me, that really special uncle. He was just always so fun and playful and enjoyable and used to really um, make me feel special and make me feel always warm and welcomed and did things with me. And just uh, he had a really great spirit about him. And um, 
and seeing him go, seeing him pass so fast, so rapidly, so young. And I remember being 23 and just going, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing with my life? And just really shook me, Daisy, really shook me. Like I'd never been shaken before. And I realized how much I've been wasting my life. Mm. How much I've been wasting my life, oh, wasting yeah. my life, the emotional states that I'm living in, what I'm doing with my life, how I'm spending my time, who I'm spending it with, what's important with me. Because I was constantly, Daisy, constantly doing things against my own right judgment and my values to try to fit in with the world around me, to try to get approved by people that didn't give a shit about me, that didn't care about me, that were, that were caught up in their own dramas. And I'm sitting there doing things because I thought that's what they wanted. So insecure with who I was. And at that point, days I made a decision and I asked myself a question. I said, Jack, what do you want to do with your life? For the first time, Daisy, I asked my heart, Jack, what do you want to do with your life? I remember this response coming back, like, what do I want to do? Like, what do I want to do? Like, what do I want to do? It like woke up this young inner child in me again. Yeah. Like, what do I want to do? Yeah. And I remember saying to myself, I want to travel. I want to explore the world. I want to, I want adventure. I want to, I want to go and I want to experience things. I want to, I want to inspire people. I want to go and see and explore. And I want to work in the health and fitness industry. I want to, I want to help people. I want to help people. I want to prevent, help, help, help what prevented happened to my uncle Ken mm. happening to other people. Mm. I knew there was more out there for me days. I knew I had more in my belly. I knew I had more in my heart. I was, I knew I had so much enthusiasm. I just didn't know how to channel it. And I didn't have any direction. And at that point, days, that was the point in my life where everything changed. Everything changed for me. I drew a line in the sand and I said, I'm not going in this direction anymore. I'm done with this direction. I stopped looking for approval. I stopped asking mum and dad what to do with my life. I stopped asking my fam my sister, my, my brothers and sisters. I stopped, I stopped asking my friends. I stopped asking my community. I stopped asking society. I stopped looking for the answers out there and I started looking for the answers inside of what like you said before what brings me joy and I went after it I went after it and I didn't know how it was going to happen straight away but I had a I had a framework of what it would look like and I started moving in that direction I stopped hanging around those people that weren't going in my direction I started saying no to them and walked away from them I stopped abusing my body on the weekend I separated myself from the toxic relationship and I actually went traveling overseas for six months I saved up, I worked really hard, Daisy, and I stepped away from that environment and I put myself in a brand new environment. And that was so powerful for me. It was so powerful for me because it gave me the opportunity to see that there was other things out there. And it gave me the opportunity to imagine and dream and, and have a chance to really explore and, and discover who I am. Yeah. And it was in that time that I really got more clear on what I wanted to do. And I started educating myself. I started, I started working at a gym. I started training and I started learning about nutrition and health. And I became like a go-to guy and for information on nutrition and health and exercise and weight loss and, um, you know, and improving our physical body. And it, was, yeah. and it was that point that an opportunity came to me. So when you step on your path, you'll light up like a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. When you step on your path and you're doing what you love, you'll light up and opportunities will start coming to you. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. And a lady stepped into my life that I hadn't seen for about five years Mm. and um, I, hadn't seen her, I hadn't seen her since school. And she came into the gym. I was working at the gym at the time, and I never would have found her if she, if I was, if she wasn't working, if I wasn't stepping on my path, working at the gym and actively pursuing it. And she said, I said, oh, my God, it was Lauren. I hadn't seen Lauren for like five years from school. Mm. And she's walking around on her hands, Daisy, and she's looking gorgeous and radiant and magnetic. And I was like, man, this girl isn't from here. 
And then she came back, it was Lauren. We had a connection. I found out, what are you doing with your life? She said, Jack, I'm, I'm actually like working as a professional dancer on luxury cruise liners. And I said, no way, no way. And I said, that's so cool. And she introduced me to her fiance who was from Ireland. And he said, oh, how are you doing, Jack? And he had a chat and he, I said, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm actually a personal trainer on luxury cruise liners. Excuse nice. the accent. And the Irish yeah. people. And I just heard that right then, Daisy. I remember hearing that in my ear. Luxury cruise liner. Mm. Personal training on luxury cruise liners. And I remember going, I can do that. And I just knew it, Daisy, straight away at that point. That's what I was going to do. That's what I was going to do. And my life changed in six months yeah. from asking myself that question. My life changed in six months, Daisy. And I knew my life had changed six months later from hearing that because I went from working a mile underground in that, in, you know, working in an environment and job that wasn't conducive for my, my happiness in my life. And I remember floating around through the Norwegian fjords seeing these snow-capped glaciers on this brand new ship six months later, about to go and teach a yoga class to a group of 20 people on holidays in this luxury cruise liner, pinching myself, Daisy, and going, I did it. I did it. Mm. I did it. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the rest was history from there. It's just been a, it's been a highlight reel of events. It's been, a, it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a flow, Daisy, of events. I've traveled the world from then. I've had the blessed opportunity of, like learning from so many amazing teachers. I've had the blessed opportunity of taking that information and integrating it into my own coaching, training, practices. And I was just flying. I remember uh, 2000, um, I, remember, um, I remember the next thing that really was a really powerful impact for me. I'd gone and at that point I was running a healing center in Thailand. Mm. It was in 2014, I was running a healing center in Thailand. Uh, I'd, working with stage four cancer patients. So I progressed, you know, and evolved my wow. knowledge and information and education. And um, I just got an amazing opportunity. Um, and another phone call that changed my life. In 2014, I'd been, I'd been at the healing center now for almost 10 months. Mm. And I remember, I, remember, I remember the next phone call. I remember a mum picking it up. I hadn't, I hadn't spoke to her for several months at that point. And she was asking me to come home, come home, Jack, come home. And I just was, why? I remember saying, why? Why do you want me to come home? I'm, I'm doing what I love. You never asked me to come home. She was always the one telling me to stay out there and travel and explore and live my life and you can do anything that you want. Yeah. And um, follow your heart. And uh, she was calling me home and I knew, it was, I knew something was wrong. And mum was, you know, as you know, mum was in bad shape and she was, she was, uh, she was having her own health issues. And, um, you know, I packed up everything that I had days. I had to leave the clinic. I dropped everything. I just couldn't stay there anymore. Emotionally, I was just being pulled back home at that point. And I went back to support her and help her and get her back on her feet. And that was the only thing that I was thinking about doing. And little did I know, as month by month went by, those three months we spent together, she slowly faded away. And, um, and I went from being at the highest high of my life to crashing so hard and so fast, mm. seeing my mum, you know, dying before my eyes and not being able to do anything about it, feeling so helpless. And it hit me so hard days. It rocked my world because I was not ready for it. And I, 
and I, there was nothing in my heart, nothing in my mind that was going to give up on my mum. She didn't teach me to give up. Mum taught us never to give up. So yeah, it was just rocked me, and um, I sold it at that point, days. I just lost. I just lost my. I lost everything. I lost my vibe. You know, it was a deep traumatic experience. I can talk about it from the other side now, but I, I experienced true grief and true trauma for the first time in my life. And I didn't know if I'd ever get up at that point. I didn't know if I'd ever get my joy back when I was in it. I sold everything that I owned. The only thing that I had was my backpack. I got a one-way ticket to India and, and went over to India and just, I, I, I said goodbye to the clinic. I said goodbye to the center. I'd just been invited to open up another center in Phuket. I just started saying no to life, Daisy. I started saying no to every opportunity. And I basically needed to go and discover my happiness again I needed to go and explore my life again I needed to go and find out who I was it was a pivotal time in my life I needed to find out what was really important and uh and that was the next five years of my life and I stayed really stuck I stayed really stuck Daisy after that happened from 2015 all the way through to 2020 I remember I remember wanting to get back up yeah. And then be, I felt like energetically there was a chain wrapped around my back days that was just pulling me back down. I was wanting to get back up and wanting to start speaking and helping people again. I loved doing that. It was like, that was my, that was my joy for life. Yeah. That service work and that inspiring work. And every time I tried to get back up, Daisy, I just felt like I was being ripped back down. And it was last year that I got divinely guided to study and work with hypnosis and connecting to the subconscious mind. And I went through the most powerful transformation of my life. I had more transformation in five months than I'd had in five years, yeah. five years. Five years I'd been trying to get back up on my feet. Five years, Daisy, I couldn't commit to anything. I'd been single, I'd been alone, I'd, my heart had been shut down. I hadn't committed, I hadn't committed Daisy even to any part of my business. I wasn't able to, I wasn't to get, able to get back out there and speak and teach again because there was something missing. I was carrying so much guilt, so much blame, so much shame about mum's, mum's passing, not being able to support her, not being able to help her. I was reliving the experience. The trauma was so deep. I was reliving it over and over again. I'd created such a deep, a deep pattern, a deep memory there, a deep scar in my heart, in my mind. And, and the hypnosis work, connecting with my subconscious, learning the lessons of the memory, releasing the emotional trauma that was attached to, attached to the memory, mm. allowed me to get back up. Yeah. And Daisy, I had a rapid transformation last year. I started my business. I made commitments in my life that I've been trying to make, trying to make for five years. For the first time, I committed to a house, which was huge, Daisy, huge. So I committed to a house. I committed to a lease. I committed and started my business. I committed to getting out there and supporting people again and speaking and teaching. I opened my heart up to loving again. And I felt like more love, more joy, more enthusiasm last year than I had felt ever in my life. And it's just snowballed since then. My business has taken off. My programs have taken off. 
I've, I've, I've done my first programs. I've done so many clients now. I've done over, over 100 sessions in the past six months. So much has happened for me. And it's just been such a blessing to really understand the power of the mighty power of the subconscious, how to heal, how to heal trauma, how to help people get back up, yeah. how to help people discover their life purpose, mm-hmm. how to reprogram someone's mind, how to rewire someone's brain, how to help them get the insights from past experiences that are holding them back from moving forward in their life mm-hmm. and giving people their power back days. Nothing fills my heart up more than doing that now. Oh, powerful, Jack. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us. I've got the greatest smile on my face. Ooh, yeah. You know, where you were um, is very relatable, actually. And being open and willing to share, you know, our journey of healing and our journey of transformation offers a glimmer of hope in others that one day their story too will become their victory and being open with our own healing and transformational journey brings a level of deep connection you know like authenticity and being real and raw man i feel that's what creates deep connection that's what creates friendship that's what creates openness that that's what creates a level of rapport And I deeply feel that that's what society is really craving in this day and age, right? Forget the airbrushed skin, forget the surface level conversation. I feel like us as society are looking for realness, looking for rawness, looking for deeper conversations. You know, it's like being vulnerable and dancing in our perfectly imperfect selves. So you mentioned a little about your business and how you work. So you're a fellow transformational life coach, professional hypnotist, and a mindset master. Is that the foundation and the platform of your work for now? Yeah. yeah. So I use, I use transformational coaching and hypnosis as tools, as tools in my tool belt to really, really, really help people get laser clarity, really help people get laser clarity on their vision for their life. I found that so many people don't have a clear pathway and a clear vision for their life because they've never been asked the question, mm-hmm. where do you want to be in 10 years, in your business, in your relationship, in your career, in your finances, in your love life, with your family, where do you want to be? A lot, so many people have like given up on their vision for their life days. So helping people access that again and giving people permission to dream is the first part. Mm-hmm. Getting people really clear on where they, where they want to be and then finding out where they are and then showing them how to bridge the gap And then as we're working together, using hypnosis as that inner tool, that feminine tool to really help people clear the blocks, clear the limiting beliefs, clear the self-sabotage, clear the mental and emotional blocks that are really holding them back from taking bold, courageous, radical action in their life with whatever they're wanting to achieve. And the change, the transformational change, the rapid transformation, it's just amazing. I love it. Oh, I can just feel the passion and the purpose you have for your life and for your work. And I can totally relate to you as a professional hypnotist myself and a transformational life coach. I connect so fully with your experience. And yeah, the change is rapid and the change is transformational. It's just, it's such an honor. It's such an honor to be able to do this work. And just a quick shout out to Lirigami, who is our professional hypnotist teacher. She's an amazing, empowering, gifted woman that has such a powerful gift and and talent for for healing on a subconscious, transformational level. And it's it's such an honor to be able to learn from her. She's a beautiful soul. 
she is a beautiful angel. So I can definitely relate to you, Jack, in relation to the power of hypnosis, the power of hypnotherapy, and really it's the new age therapy, I feel. Mm. And it, it is so rapid because it works on a subconscious level. Yes. Whereas you've got the, the counseling and the psychotherapy and the, the psychology just works on a conscious level, mm-hmm. which, you know, you can work all your life trying to get change working on the conscious level. And so why not take it a step further and deep dive into the subconscious? Absolutely. If the conscious is only working with 5% of the power of our mind mm-hmm. and we've got 95% happening underneath the surface, it just makes sense to be able to access it. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's such an empowerment tool day is because we get to teach people how to communicate with it. Like self-talk is self-hypnosis, how we're talking to ourselves every day, the thoughts that we're thinking. So it's such a beautiful tool because like you said, it doesn't just give people the transformation, but then it shows people how to maintain it, how to connect with that deep, intimate part of themselves and, and how to access it so that they can continue the evolution and transformation that they're on. For me, it's been a massive eye-opener and a massive game-changer for me. And not only like- Game-changer! Yeah, and for my own self-development, but also as a powerful tool to help my clients as well. And while we're on this conversation with the subconscious, this 90%, which is that massive iceberg um, below the sea, below the surface, it's also um, a combination of the unconscious as well, which is the depth and even lower, is literally the storehouse of every memory we've ever had, every traumatic experience we've ever had. It's also the emotional aspect of our minds. And it's also the storehouse of our untapped wisdom and untapped potential. And not just our soul wisdom, but the universal wisdom, the wisdom of the universe. And an attribute of the subconscious, and I'm sure you know this as well, is that it learns very quickly and it was very open during the very first zero to six or zero to seven years of our lives. And it learns through repetition. It learns through looking. It learns through being told what it is. It, it looks at our mom and looks at how our mom relates to our dad, looks at our dad and looks at how our dad relates to our mom. And these beliefs and these values that we learn from the world become the foundation and the platform then for the rest of our lives until we become conscious and we begin to look. And that's why I love that saying. Um, it's becoming just so much more powerful and relatable to me of show me the boy and I'll show you the man show me the young six-year-old girl and I'll show you the woman and it's yeah and we are true you know like most most people are walking around as wounded children most people are walking around with belief systems um that have been passed on from mum and dad yeah beliefs are just thoughts we keep thinking or things that we've you know been been programmed with from that age so they're not ours yeah. We can change them. We get to change them. We get to choose new empowering beliefs if the ones that we're carrying aren't serving us anymore. Yes, yes. And as you know, and I know as well, as we get older, right, in our, in our 20s, mid-20s, mm-hmm. later 20s, we have these goals and we dreams for our lives, right? Yes. We, we, we want that abundance of cash flow. We want to create that business. We want loving relationships. Mm-hmm. However, on a conscious level, we might want them then on a subconscious level, we're like, we're not getting the results. And it might be because there's a belief there of actually we're not good enough. Actually, we're not worthy. And we wonder why we're not creating progress in our lives. And it's not until we actually access the subconscious, access through hypnotherapy or any other modality that accesses the subconscious, 
which is then we can actually look back and figure out where did we actually learn that we're not good enough? Where did we learn that we're not worthy of love? Right. Where did we learn that relationships equal pain? Right. And it's not until we actually look at that and and rewrite that that is old beliefs with with new empowering affirmations of the truth of who we are only then can the blocks clear and we can create true transformation in our lives and we can um, reach those goals and desires which we're so deserving of because no child comes into this world saying oh you know my butt looks too big in in in, in this nappy or of no course. child <laughs> no yes. child comes into this world thinking that it's not good enough it's, it's limitless potential so we pick up the learnings, the BS from the world, from society, from our parents, who, you know, were just programmed as well. They just have exactly. that Yeah. And that's it. You bring up a really powerful tool, Days, because I think we go through this process when we do start waking up and we start playing the blame game and going, you know, it was their fault and it was their fault. And that's where I was at, you know, at 23 and really pointing the finger out. And, you know, my, my coach teaches me if there's one finger, one finger pointing out, there's four fingers pointing back. So, so it's just about at that point, we realizing, no, our parents did the best they could. They, 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 they were just, they, they were just wounded children as well. They were trying to figure out life and do the best they could. There was no manual to it. And so, and so the change is up to me, the change is up to us. We've got to make that decision that we're ready to do it. And the fact is, is that there's so many tools to be out there and do it now. And that's where a true transformational teacher does is that they know they're on their own transformation to serve others. They're going through it and then they're opening the door up and allowing everyone else to come through as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. It's, it's that willingness, right? It's that willingness of saying, looking at where we are, all right, I'm not getting the goals I want. All right, I've got like $1,000 in my account and I'm like 40, all right. She right. isn't working right, right now. What is going on? It's just that it's that willingness to change. It's that first step to change. And yeah. I noticed that within my clients, the difference between how quick change and transformation can take place if that willingness is there. Yeah, and that's it. Like, how painful does your life have to get before you're willing to change? Yeah. How how much pain do you have to embody before you are ready to say, "I'm changing"? That's the thing is that most people that they're not always. Most people days I've experienced, they're not going to change on inspiration. They're not yeah. going to change. They're not going to change on passion. They're not going to change on pleasure. They're going to change on pain. Yeah. It's when the job gets that bad. The job is that bad. You can't stand to go in another day that you walk away. It's when that, it's when that, in that, that relationship gets so painful that you're done taking that physical, mental and emotional abuse that you can't be in, 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 the, in, in front of that person. One more day. You can't live in that house with that person. One more day. Mm. It's at that point that change takes place. And unfortunately, Sometimes it needs to get to that point where we're that sick, Daisy, that we're not willing to give up whatever that thing is that we're doing that's making us sick. Mm. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. No, yeah. no, but like you said, we've got to ignite enough motivation within us that we are ready and willing to make change. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, oh, yeah, it just that resonates with me so much because really my change and really what struck me on my own personal development journey was when mum when mom did pass when I was 22 mm-hmm. and at that point Jack I was I was like 45 kilograms I was so thin I was I was just stuck in this belief that my self-worth 
self-worth was rooted in my body, which stemmed mm. back from generational wounds and from looking at mom and whatever else in the beauty yes. industry. And I was, I was so thin and just so, so um, at, at the mercy of this belief system that I actually lost, I lost my menstrual cycle for seven years. I was so thin wow. and I could wow. see at that moment, Jack, I could see when, when mum passed, I could see that if I kept going down this same path and I was headed just the same path, just as my mum. Mm. And I knew at that moment, I was like, Daisy, are, are you willing to die for this? Mm. Are you willing to die for just to get some type of approval from society? However, it was just... Um, that I was so unwilling to look at this 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 belief system and this, and this emotion that I didn't want to feel for for several years, right. and it was at that moment when Mum passed where I'm like, I made a decision that I'm going to give Daisy a shot at life. I made a decision that I'm going to give my dreams and and my life a shot because I knew I knew that I had a special gifts. I knew I had special talents. I knew I had I knew I, I, knew, I knew I had more to share with the world. And it was that day that I made a commitment to to heal and then to heal and then to uplift and inspire others and far out it was the most uncomfortable path I've ever taken um, uh-huh. so far. But yes, and guess months, what Daisy? Guess what? that uncomfortable path is the only path because all that and that's the thing you you bring up something so powerful so many people are afraid of that change Mm. because that that because all all, everything that's brand new everything that we're going to step into is in the unknown Mm. and so many people are so comfortable in the pain and the trauma and those limiting beliefs because it's the familiar even though it could be killing them, that they're not willing to change. But that uncomfortableness, that journey that when we step on that, when we get comfortable in the uncomfortable, that's when change starts happening. Yeah, yeah. And when I when I made that commitment to myself, I couldn't go back. No. I couldn't go back because I'm yeah. like, uh-uh. <laughs> There's no way because I could just picture mum in my mind. I'm like, no, I'm going yes. forwards. She did not birth me on this world for me to keep living like this. Right. This is this is my story of transformation. I'm going to heal and I'm going to inspire others. And it took since six months, and I got my menstrual cycle back. Yes. And that day, that day, Beautiful. Jack, I began speaking. I began teaching. Um, I knew I, I knew I was more right. I knew I knew I had powerful gift to share with the world, and that's really what my leverage was. I wanted to give myself a shot at life. I wanted to inspire. I wanted to begin using my gifts to uplift the world in my unique way. And you are. I love it. You are. You're glowing, baby. You're glowing. And and like I said, when you build momentum, Daisy, it's just onwards and upwards. And that's why. That's why getting a coach. That's why doing getting getting set up is so powerful. And that's what I really help people do. And I'm sure you do as well. Is help people get out of that. Get out of that mess. Just be able to get their head above the water. Because sometimes when we're in it, we can't even see that we're in it, Daisy. And just being able to give someone that opportunity, that breathing space, just to get their head above the water. To be able to recognize that there's a whole new opportunity in front of them, a whole new life ahead of them is just enough to ignite that spark for change to happen. The journey of healing, the journey of transformation, it gets easier. Mm -hmm. It gets easier. I know that it got very uncomfortable with me at the beginning, but it gets easier. And when I began to see improvements, which I see with my clients, when you begin improvements, the momentum picks up. Like I'm not going back there. (laughs) It's like onwards and upwards for me. Right, right. Yeah, you got to burn the boats to take the island, baby. Yeah, yes. Yes, that's it. 
this this conversation um and you know I spoke about mom and that leverage for me was mom's passing our special angel her six-year anniversary is coming up on the 26th of March and so just a shout out to mama um for really she was my greatest cheerleader <laughs> growing up I remember Jack just you know every morning just smashing us with affirmations uh-huh getting up in the morning at 5.30 a.m. for swimming training and just pounding yeah. us with affirmations. And just shout out to her. One of my favorite affirmations that she used to say were... Kids, there's two types of people in the world, winners and losers. Winners wake up in the morning and say, good morning, God. Whereas losers wake up in the morning and say, good God, it's morning. Who do you kids choose to be, a winner or a loser? And we'd all just put our hands in the air and say, winners, mom. Yes. Oh, she was a That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, she did a great job. She did a great, great job at planting so many powerful seeds. Yeah. Yeah. And I, as I'm looking, I was looking through her stuff the other day and I was seeing all these Kip Ross date, um, Kip Ross. Skip Ross tapes. Yeah. Yeah. And Louise Hay. And she was, she was in it. She, she was, was in all it. in it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have this um, I have this thought that comes up that if she didn't decide on the journey of six kids, I reckon she would have been a powerful transformational speaker. <laughs> yes. I have this like thought, and you know, it makes sense. Us kids are diving into it. Us kids, absolutely, are, yeah, yeah, using our voices to inspire and impact. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And um, you know, her story is our legacy. You know, like you said, her story, like. That, her story is the fire for our fuel days. It's the fuel for our fire. It's the fuel for our fire. It lit, it lit it under me. It lit it under you. It took me to places in my heart and my soul that I never would have gone and explored if that hadn't have happened to me. And so her transition, her passing and being there and holding space and supporting that became the biggest blessing in my life. It's made me a more loving, more compassionate, more caring person. It's helped me to explore areas of myself that I didn't even know existed. Mm. It's shown me, it's shown me how big my heart is. Mm. And I never would have gone there if I hadn't have gone through the experience that I went through with mum and dropping out of my heart space and going through that deep journey of pain. So I'm so grateful for mum for everything she gave me, everything, her life, her gifts, her love, her unconditional love for us, her motivation and the way that she showed us how to believe in ourselves and said that we could do anything we wanted, her support, her encouragement and her transition. Yeah. Yeah. And I know she lives on. I know her energy lives on through us now. Yeah. Her energy lives on through us. Her vibration lives on through us. Yeah. And some, some, some of the greatest ones leave with that vibration still alive in their, in their, in their followers. Mm. So, so let our life be a legacy. Yes, oh, I love that. Let our life be a legacy. Yeah. So, Jack, we're just about finished up here. But oh, I really? Love... It's gone so fast. Yeah, 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 it has. But Jack, I... hours, guys. Yeah, yeah, you too, Dal. I'd love for you to share with the community how people can find you. Mm. So um, social media is probably the best connection for me. I'm, I'm, I use Facebook. I love Facebook. I love um, inspiring people through Facebook. It's such a great platform to 
bring positivity and possibility into the world. So on Facebook, I've actually got a page, a private group that I use to share a lot of bunch of, a bunch of stuff. I do hypnosis trainings in there. Um, I give I give audios and I give teachings about how the mind works, how the brain works, how to step into your purpose, how to follow your passions and dreams in life. So that is a group for business owners, entrepreneurs, high performers, and anyone out there that really wants to get the best out of life. So yeah. they can connect with me on Facebook and they can join that group. It's called Jack Inspires, the growth zone. It's all about growth. And it's, um, you know, a devotion, devotional community, like really committed to mum and the growth that she gave to me and always wanted me to stretch and continued to make me stretch and always used to say, Daisy, you know, if you're green, you grow. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so stay green. Stay, <laughs> stay green and grow. Stay, stay green in that growth state. Stay in that growth state, that, that young state for life, that young energy for life. And, yeah. and that's what I love to do with that group and really bring that energy to the world. So, so that's definitely the best platform. And from there, I do group coaching. I do one-on-one coaching. I run hypno- I offer hypnosis sessions as well. So it's just a great space for me to really, um, to really offer my services and skill sets to people. Amazing. And I'll post that below as well so people can contact you and yeah feel feel free to message jack um he also runs these amazing um five and six week programs as well so hit him up yes and more jack, to come yes oh yeah plenty yeah. plenty more i'm gonna be i'm, I'm gonna You're be setting up and running a 21 day block removal session block removal program wow. yeah focusing on helping people remove mental and emotional blocks that are holding them back or or causing them to stay stuck right now in different areas of their life, whether it's their weight and their health, whether it's their love and relationships, whether it's their financial business goals, confidence and self-esteem, they're going to be all areas that we're going to be focusing on in this awesome 21-day block removal transformation program I've got coming up later on in the year. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I'll post that. All that information would post below. Awesome. Um, Jack, I'd love, because this is True Fulfillment Podcast. Mm. So, Jack, I'd I'd love to know... And I'd love for you to share what true fulfillment means to you. True fulfillment. What does true fulfillment mean to me? You know, I love that feeling of fulfillment. I love that feeling of satisfaction. I love that you're using the word true in front of it because I stand for truth. I honor the truth. I, I, I seek the truth. I seek to stand for truth. So true fulfillment being fulfilled in life, being deeply satisfied, being able to enjoy this human experience and all the pleasures that we have by being in the flesh garment, the suit, this earth suit that we've been given, being able to experience the elevated highs, the highest states of vibration that the human body can embody, those feelings of love, those feelings of warm chills running up and down the body and the spine, those feelings of connecting with people intimately in our world, being able to express ourselves in the most authentic, vulnerable way, sharing our truth with the world, doing what lights our soul on fire, doing what we're passionate about and being able to receive and value for what we truly do, being able to passionately do what we do and then honour our value and receive our value for that being able to step on purpose and step out in the world and be who we are unapologetically, being able to shine our light as bright as the noonday sun, being able to walk around in whatever we want to wear, feeling completely comfortable in our body, being able to 
follow our heart's deepest desires and go out there and create whatever we want. That's true fulfillment for me. Oh, now that is just beautiful. And I'm just vibing on a cellular level with all that that you just described to me. Thank you so much. My beautiful brother, it's been such an honor to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for taking up my invitation and for connecting with me and connecting with the audience and connecting with the wider world. I'm so grateful to have a brother like you and a best friend like you. And I just want to applaud you. Keep going. You're doing such great work out there in the world, inspiring and empowering people and just lighting up the world like a Christmas tree. Oh, Daisy, I feel the same way. Thanks so much for inviting me on here. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share with your audience. I love the evolution and growth that I've seen in you. And as you continue to grow and evolve, you inspire me to keep growing and evolving. And I know we're just feeding off each other's positive energy and positive vibes. And I love the change work that you're doing on the planet. And I'm so, so proud of you. And I know as your big brother, um, at how much mum will be proud of you as well, completely. Ah, uh, yes. God bless mama. All right, Jack. Peace out, Dal. Have a beautiful day. We'll chat soon. Now that was an absolute kick-ass conversation with my beautiful brother, Jack Cross. So Jack has some really amazing transformational programs coming up. And so if you're interested in any of them, all the information is going to be in the show notes, as well as his free Facebook group. So definitely hit him up. He is really paving the way of transformation, not only here in Australia, but globally and worldwide as well. So it's such an honor to have him as my brother. So if you have a question about absolutely anything, please send me an email at daisy at daisycross.com.au. I'm also available through Facebook and Instagram as well. So God bless you all beautiful people and have a beautiful and joyful day. Until next time, peace out.